Hi everyone and welcome to episode 18 of my podcast. Um, Today I'm making this episode in a little bit of a a different environment um, and different circumstance but basically it's about 3.15am on the 9th of March and it's the morning before I go in and have my breast augmentation surgery. So the last episode that I made was actually, you know, talking about the reasons for wanting to have this particular procedure done and, um, you know, thinking and my process in thinking about getting it done and all that kind of stuff. And it really didn't take long once I decided to actually to move forward with it, to actually to organize it. And now I find myself on the morning beforehand and I'm just up at this stage, um, because I have to fast from about five o'clock onwards. So I thought that, you know, my body woke me up anyway about three o'clock that I may as well take that opportunity to have something to to drink and something to eat just so that I can get through the procedure and the rest of the day with no sort of hangry feelings or um, any issues, um, you know, in relation to not eating. So yeah, that's basically why I'm up at this moment and then I felt like I was going to record another episode anyway and that it would be about um, how I was feeling going into surgery and I guess kind of an update as well because it's been probably I think two and a half weeks since my last episode and you know a lot's gone on since then a lot's changed Um, a lot's been a lot's been moving forward I guess not so much changed I think that's probably not the right word because I definitely feel like things are progressing and moving forward in a very stable direction now. Um, and it's just a matter of, of watching that all unfold, you know, to use that kind of that word again. Um, so the procedure this morning, um, I go into hospital at about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Um, I'm very lucky that the hospital is literally down the road. It's like a five-minute walk for me um, from my apartment, which is very convenient. And I've been told that the procedure will take, you know, between 90 minutes to two hours. And I'll be fully under, of course. Um, And, yeah, by about one o'clock this afternoon, I'm going to have completely different sized breasts, I guess, and... um, feel another level of completeness um, with regards to my transition and then I will be you know in recovery for a couple of hours um, before I am able to come home so it's really simple it's not really that much of a strenuous surgery compared to what I have been through the last 12 months Um, you know this will be my third major surgery in only yeah, in less than 12 months, I think it'll be within, within 10 months. Um, so quite used to it now. And we will just have to wait and see what the results will be, I guess. Um, as far as I understand, I won't be able to do much movement for the first week or two weeks. Um, definitely the first couple of days, I won't be able to really do anything. Um, no showering, no... Um, change of clothes or anything like that just really making sure that I don't move my my chest muscles or my shoulders or my arms or anything like that 
Um, but from then on, I can then start to gradually um, move around the place and, yeah, get a get a feel for the results, I guess. Um, I'm not sure how I feel, though, to be honest. Um, people have asked me, you know, leading up to it, they've sent me messages and, you know, saying good luck and, you know, how are you feeling? And I can only really say that, it just feels right. It it just feels like it's the next step. There's no massive emotion, I must admit. Like, I'm not feeling crazy, crazy, oh, my God, I'm super excited, I can't sleep. Um, although I am up at 3.30 now. Um, but I'm not anxious either. It's kind of just like it will just be another day. It will just be another surgery. And it's just... It just kind of feels like it's what is the next step in my journey. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know what that means. I I think it just means that I'm really not, not attached to what is going on. And it just seems like it's the most obvious next thing to do. Um, and the timing has just kind of worked out perfectly with regards to the editing and the publishing process of my book and still kind of contemplating how to best build my brand and whether that's even something that I want to do because I'm still, I am kind of still in two minds about whether I want to, um, it, you know, to go alongside the release of of my book um, and whenever that happens, you know, do I go back and do I share all of my photos that have led up to my transition, like have that have gone from like point A to point B, and do we relive that? Do I share all those things on Instagram, or do I share my old video logs on YouTube, or you know what is? Do I need to do that anymore? Um, and I, I and I still don't know. So there are still lots of I guess unknowns with regards to what I want to do. Um, with how to best tell my story and how to best share my story I guess just looking at even the analytics of of this podcast over the last couple of last couple of weeks especially and seeing it really start to um you know take off in a very gradual kind of way it's um it's very humbling to see and it it shows me that there are people who want me to share my story with them and the more that I get a f- sense that people are listening, the more I kind of feel, I feel like there's a greater purpose for me doing it, um, if that makes sense. I think at first I just kind of wanted to share my story because I just wanted to talk about myself Um but now I'm starting to feel like, no, there is a, there is like a, a little bit of a responsibility to actually share my journey with people and to give them that real firsthand insider's perspective into, some, into an experience like mine. Um, and just to see what that's like for people, I, I, I'm learning that people are, are curious by it and I'm okay sharing it. Um, as authentically and as honestly as possible. Um, 
so at the moment still still working out how to best document that process and you know what is it that I really want to my brand to stand for and what and what kind of photo shoots do I want to do moving forward and what kind of people do I want to surround myself with um a lot of those things are starting to really you know surface at the moment and um and that's really exciting for me so I think surgeries come at, at the perfect point um it feels like now is not the time to be making any major big decisions i around branding around um future photo shoots or anything like that so the fact that i have to kind of take you know two weeks to two months off anyway um in order to recover is probably perfect timing really because it means that i can just sit back and not jump into things without really feeling them out and to really allow myself and allow others around me who I trust to you know for us all really to come together and work out what it is that we want to do next um and you know one of those things about you know what should I what do we want to do next it, it's like well what what's the direction of this podcast um you know at the moment it's just me sort of talking about myself in this more uh video audio diary um personal logging style and it's very self-centered and very self-focused and you know that that format's kind of always worked for me um but essentially it's a rambling I must admit and you know that's okay because that's very similar that's like that's very me to ramble about myself and to ramble about my feelings but maybe still there's an opportunity to interview people um in the future i just still haven't felt like that's right just yet um maybe it will be soon but for now i don't feel like it is um there's something there's something quite difficult i must admit about just rambling for 20 minutes or half an hour about yourself and you know when i'm recording this like right now my eyes are closed and i'm not filtering what i'm saying because i don't know what i'm going to say and that's kind of the whole point of why i started doing this was to just have a space where i could not so much vent but kind of just allow my thoughts to to unravel and to unfold and in like three words and and see what comes out and to hear myself talk basically um it's a bonus that people are interested and i don't know where it's going just yet but anyway that's besides the point um so what else is happening Right now my mum is actually overseas. So I don't even know what country she's in. She's either in Mexico or Costa Rica or both. Um people often ask like so you know how does your mum feel about your transition or how does your mum feel about you know your latest photo shoot? Are, is she happy with the photos or how does she feel about you going in for surgery? All of these different things and the way I explain my mum to people now is that 
she has become such an independent person like myself that seeing her just in this motherly nurturing kind of role is too limiting for her Um, and by that I mean like I would be limiting her if I saw her only in that way so the relationship that she and I have is one of we support each other 100% um, in whatever we're both doing, but it's not what a, a mother and, and daughter relationship like used to be like or what a relationship just like with you know a mother and a child used to be like. She's not just always there, always on. I can't just call her up and she'll always answer because you know she's off doing her own thing and... It's taken me a while to kind of accept that that's what she's doing. Um, but now I think we're both at a place where we're just doing our, we are just doing our own, our own thing and living our own lives. And we kind of check in with each other, you know, once or twice a week um, to hear how each other's going. But it's less of uh, a moral support or even an emotional support now. It's, it is kind of just seeing how proud of each other we both are, um, which is really cool to have, to know that she's off doing her, her own thing finally and she feels complete in, in doing that. So she's overseas for like the next three weeks, which is bizarre to think that I'm going into surgery in a couple of hours' time and she's off in the pyramids in Mexico and she's going to be there for three weeks and when she comes back I'm going to have... <laughs> you know, these breasts and my chest is going to be completely different and I'm going to be, you know, partially fully recovered. So, um, although I don't think that, that that's not really a thing, partially fully recovered. Um, you know, I'll be three weeks into recovery. So that's really a strange thing to have. Um, you know, I've never gone into surgery without my mum being present there. So this is a, there's a, like a, this is the first step for me, you know, paying for something totally on my own. Um, health insurance doesn't cover this procedure for, well, it doesn't cover it for anyone really. Um, even if you are trans, you still don't get any kind of benefits from health insurance providers. So I feel very independent going into this particular surgery today. Um, and then when she comes back, which will be at the end of the month, my sister will be released from jail, which is amazing as well. Like, it's such a weird thing that mum's overseas, I'm getting my breasts done and my sister's getting released from jail. Just seems to be the nature of my family at the moment. Um, And who knows what dad's doing? No one. (laughs) No one knows what he's doing. No one talks to him or he's... No one hears from him anyway, at least I don't. Um, so my family is very strange and I think the more that we become individuals and the more that we start to all discover ourselves in our own weird and unique ways, we, I think kind of go, we're starting to go down at different paths, especially, you know, mum and I, but by doing so, we actually start to have more respect for one another and, instead of us being like this really tight-knit tribe or a family and it feels more and more like we're just 
being ourselves. Um, again, at least mum and I feel that way. And I guess my sister probably won't have much of a choice when she does get out of prison in a few weeks' time. Um, she's going to have to start again. And that's sometimes the best time to start living <laughs> the way that you actually want to instead of living the way that someone else wants you to. So March is already a very strange month. Um, and April and May, I, I, I really have no idea what's to come. Um, I spent the weekend in, in Byron Bay um, with some friends, which was fantastic. It was so, so lovely to be invited there by them, firstly. I've never really been invited to a weekend away, so that, w- firstly, was really special. Um, and then just to be able to share with them some amazing and yet simple experiences, you know, just cooking at home, making um, dinner together and sharing, you know, some wine together and some dessert and playing things like categories and just talking um, into the, the, you know, early morning was, was something that I've never really done before. Um, especially, you know, never really done it as, as myself. So that was a really, it was a really touching experience, I guess, for me, um, to be able to, yeah, share a weekend with some people who would, who genuinely recognize me for, you know, the gifts that I have and who, who genuinely want to spend time with me. Um, so that was really cool and it was a fantastic way just to um, kind of celebrate going into today's procedure. Um, you know, took my mind off things as well. But to be able to go to the beach and to have some really nice food and really nice conversations about all sorts of things, um, including including fashion and photography and modelling, but also... A lot more obscure things like, um, you know, the spiritual world and metaphysical consultants and all sorts of other stuff. Um, I felt like we were very much all on the same wavelength. And that was a really, a really special weekend for me. And I know that I will remember that for, for, some, for some time, basically. And... Um, I'm starting to have a lot of first experiences like that now where by, you know, to the average person, they seem really mundane and really simple, you know, whether it's like, you know, going to the beach for the first time or whether it's, you know, just going out for coffee or going out for breakfast or even going to a, a day spa and <laughs> in Mullumbimby or, or whatever it is, um, you know, these things that people might take for granted normally um for me given my sort of two years transitioning experience they're they're moments that are really really special to me um because they're not something that I ever really got to to do in the past um And on that kind of similar wavelength, um, a couple of weeks ago or, well, eight days ago now, 
I went on my first um, Tinder date, which was an experience in and of itself. Um, I met this, this met this guy for for brunch in one of the cafes here in Brisbane, one of the vegan cafes, and had a lovely couple of hours with him um, over brunch and then going for a walk. And, um, you know, during our conversation, I told him, you know, that I was trans because it just, I had to kind of came up just through conversation. I didn't really have any other choice um, unless I wanted to avoid the truth and and kind of lie. So initially he was totally cool with it and felt like, um, you know, yes, it was a different experience, but he still wanted to get to know me and all this kind of stuff. So I felt like we had a really, um, you know, a really amazing experience on Sunday. And I felt, again, like one of the, having that first experience of my first kind of real date as a woman was was really humbling for me and made me very excited and very giddy. Um, and, you know, the week kind of started in, that, in a similar kind of vein. Um, you know, we were texting each other and all these different kind of things. And I was feeling very, very excited and very girly and very, <laughs> um, very stupid at the same time. But just, you know, really enjoying that feeling of, you know, dating. And then by the end of the week, though, things started to like cool off through texts and I kind of started to feel like something was changing. Um, and when I can asked him if he wanted to meet up again, he kind of said that, um, you know, he didn't really feel com- he didn't want to lead me on and um, didn't feel comfortable in us pursuing like a dating situation um but still wanted to you know hang out and you know get to know me and he enjoyed spending time with me on on the Sunday so he still wanted to do more of that um and I asked him I just said look you know if it's because I'm trans just please say so so I don't feel like it's something that I can change um and half an hour of awkward silence he eventually texted back and said yes it is because you're of your transition that I don't feel comfortable basically um and I feel really guilty and I feel really shitty and I you know I don't want to upset you anymore but it's just it's too much of an experience for me um so you know that was that was tough but we we spoke on the phone um the day after and just kind of cleared the air a little bit and it seems to me that um, this particular person just doesn't know how to to respond to a story or a situation like mine, and and that's that that is that's fair enough. <laughs> like, I think if I was in a similar position, if I was in his in his shoes, I would probably feel quite similar. I don't know how I would interact with a person who's gone through a gender transition, you know, knowing where they've come from. I think that that is confronting. Um, and this particular guy, he was just, you know, hadn't been dating for a while and um, long-term relationship had, had ended, um, you know, sort of a year prior and hadn't really been on any many dates since then. So 
for me to be one of the first ones that he'd been on in a while and for me to be just this uh, bombshell in, I guess, you know, many ways, not just, (laughs) um, I like to think physically, yes, but I think more so just my story, it is, it would have been very confronting for him and I have nothing but, um, I guess, sympathy for him and even praise on how he actually handled it and dealt with it um, because it would have been very easy for him just to walk away. Once, he, once I told him that I, that I was trans, it would have been very easy for him just to, 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 to leave basically and to leave the date there and then um, or to just become a ghost and silence and be like most people that I've interacted with in the dating world. Um, so it has given me hope that, you know, despite this particular guy not wanting to pursue or not even, he hasn't even really said that. It's more that he's not sure that he could at this stage. Um, at this stage, it's a no, um, but is still very much open to talking just, you know, as friends. And um, that's still pretty cool for me because I haven't had that. I haven't had um, a guy who I can just talk to as as a friend. And I don't know if anything could progress or turn into more over time. Um, never say never. And, you know, not sure to me is certainly not no. It's just not sure and things can change. Like I wasn't sure about getting my breast augmentation for pretty much the whole time that I've been transitioning. I didn't want to get it. And then eventually you do. So there's still like a little bit of a an opening there that, um, you know, the door's not completely shut with this particular guy. And I'm really grateful in how he's handled the situation. And, you know, given his background, it's not something that he would have ever really expected growing up being a typical sort of Brisbane, very straight, masculine guy and um yeah my story I guess would have been very different compared to most of the other girls that he'd probably um gone on (laughs) breakfast dates with so we'll just have to see how that plays out um but yeah I think that's kind of the major updates for the time being and it's weird to think that in God, less than 10 hours, I'll be, yeah, 10 hours, I'll probably be waking up from surgery. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to make this episode and sort of share my process with you all and my thoughts, my feelings. And so I can look, so I can also look back on this um, moment and, and hear how I was feeling going into what hopefully is my final procedure of my gender transition. Um, It's pretty much been two years exactly since I I started and it might not sound like it, but I, I couldn't be happier. So we'll just have to wait and see what comes next and how everything goes. Um, But there's lots to look forward to in the future and Thank you to everyone who's listening and for sharing this with people. Um, If anyone's got any ideas about 
what they would like to listen to as well. Um, I don't want to be that person totally, like, but at the same time, you know, please let me know if there's any kind of topic that you would like to know more about or if there's a format that you would like me to experiment with, whether it's interviewing other people or whether it's me answering specific questions or even if it is the rambling. If if the rambling works for you, please let me know. Um, And, yeah. I will talk to you all later. All right, guys. Thank you.